You are listening to the Downtown Larned Podcast, the podcast where we aim to cultivate vision for the future of downtown Larned. We are so grateful to have you join us this week. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Downtown Larned Podcast. So excited to have you back this week. I am flying solo once again. Jared, my co-host, is out. Um, we had to record on a Wednesday, and Wednesdays are his busy days. So um, we're missing Jared, but we've got Jim Rattle. So I'd say, no offense, Jared, but that's a pretty good trade-off. <laughs> um, but a lot of a lot of you guys, um, I, I don't know if there's too many people that don't know Jim Rattle. If you don't, then then you need to get to know him because he's a man of of uh, many talents and very well respected. And um, I'm encouraged just to hear some of the the stories that that come with uh, your life in downtown and. Uh, get your perspective, Jim. Well, I have uh, many memories of of life in Larned over the years. I've uh, I've uh, been here all my life. Um, uh, my my parents were born and raised in Larned, and and so um, it's it's home. Um, uh, so I uh, I have a lot of interest in 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 Larned. Sure, rattle. Last name Brattle. I I see that on on old papers all the time. And uh, it, actually, I've been wanting to ask you this: that Brattle Brattle and Shuss is it Brattle and Shuss building? Yes, yes. I, I guess that's not. It's kind of downtown, but over by the liquor store, the new liquor store area. Sure. My grandfather was Hugh Shuss, and so that's where the Shuss and Brattle comes in. And my my dad married the boss's daughter, and so it became Shuss and Brattle, and and. Uh, I kept that name for many years uh, until my mother died. It was more respect for her, and it's kind of confusing, and so we ultimately dropped the shust part and, and have kept Vrattle Builders. Okay. So. And so what's in that building now? Well, uh, it's had other owners after we we gave it up. Uh, it was built in the era of of uh, stick building cabinets and and door frames and and casing and trim and we don't do that anymore it's all pre-made and so it was not a functional building for my business and uh, lucas giles has uh, grabbed onto it and is restoring it and bringing it up to shape and uh, and uh, it's good to see i really uh, like what he's doing very good we need to have him do it few more uh, downtown yeah, that's right that's right um well very good well well jim for for those of the uh the listeners that don't know you tell us a little bit about about yourself you, you mentioned uh growing up here for a long time family being here um but uh what what are some of your hobbies what do you do for a living well um uh, I, i've taken over uh, construction business from my father um, he had taken over from from his father-in-law, and um, I had uh, had uh, gone to college at KU after high school. And uh, uh, my father gave me a, a couple options. He said, "You want to be a doctor or a lawyer?" And uh, he was trying to steer me away from the construction business. It's hard work, and and he wanted me to do something else. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. I I enrolled in um, architecture at KU, and uh, it was a little uh, abstract for me. I uh, I was raised very practical, and 
and uh, architects aren't always practical. They they want things to, to look good and uh, to be beautiful. And I like things to be on two foot multiples and square. And and uh, so so I uh, I left school and came back to Larned. Missed Larned. Missed the friendly people. I I think of of people that I would see and wave when I was in Larned and they didn't do that in Lawrence. And I, I just missed that. And, yeah. uh, and so, um, came back to Larned and felt like I'd really didn't give college a good chance. So the, the following fall, I went back again in computer science and, uh, uh, began, um, doing little side jobs. I had a f- guy from Larned up living in, in Lawrence that was painting and he needed repairs on a deck or repairs on a door repairs on something all the time and so so I was having way more fun doing that than going to class and so uh, my father's health began to fail and uh, he was at a crossroads of selling the business and uh, I just decided I better come back and dive into it and uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed it Uh, that's uh, that's almost 45 years ago. And so, um, um, I've had, uh, lots of good help from learned people and, and, uh, I've had a lot of good employees over the years. And so, um, I, I have no regrets whatsoever. Yeah. Wow. I, it, very similar to Suzanne Haynes. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's people when we recorded with her, there's people in the community who have been around so long, that um, you don't ever really get to know their origin stories mm-hmm. and, and how they ended up coming back. Cause that's a, that's the decision that it really, everybody in Larned has to face of, of coming back or moving to Larned. Everybody make, makes that decision. And um, some, sometimes it's a, it's a lifetime decision. That's right. Um, that's and, right. And uh, it's, it's certainly been a blessing to uh, you and, and the community as a whole. I think we've, we've Thank certainly you. benefited from it. So. Thank you. Well, you you have alluded to kind of where our conversation will head. One, history, right? And and getting some of your stories. I'm I'm excited for that. Um, but also uh, kind of the, the construction side to this conversation that we haven't had yet of uh maybe some of the the situations as far as deteriorating buildings and, and some of the obstacles that come with that. Um but also maybe some of the opportunity that comes with restoring buildings compared to new construction. So um, we'll move on to brick basics. And this, this conversation we usually have um, with building owners or business owners um, and their specific buildings. But with you, it's going to be a really broad area because you and I talked a little bit and it sounds like you've been in every, uh, probably every single downtown building. Is that right? Pretty much so. There's, there's a few maybe that I haven't been on, but, but I've been in on a lot of the roofs, if not all the roofs. I've been in the basements and crawl spaces. I've been, you know, in the attics. I've I've seen the ins and outs of a lot of them, and and I've seen some scary things. And I've I realized that uh, you know some things that that uh, maybe look bad. Uh, that building still has stood like that in that condition for a number of years. And so it doesn't necessarily have to have a perfect foundation or a perfect structure um, to be usable. And so, um, um, well, that's, I think that's an important part um, 
because obviously with the demol- demolition of, of those uh, really, really pretty bad buildings on the south side, of course, that's unfortunate. But, you know, I think the outside perspective almost saw it as unsalvageable. And I don't think that that was ever the city's standpoint. It was just that, uh, it, of course, would have taken quite a bit of money to get them to a place of safety. Um, but it's, it's funny what, what money can do. It, it can solve a lot of problems, mm-hmm. uh, with regards to, to buildings. Uh, mm-hmm. it seems like not too many things ever have to be torn down. It's mm-hmm. just almost a, a choice. Am I right in that? Absolutely. And, and, um, you know, the practicality of it, uh, when you maybe could build something, uh, for less money than that, uh, it would take to stabilize an old structure and, and, that make it usable uh, to today's demands. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about some of the renovations that you have done in downtown Buddings. Well, um, uh, have a lot of recent history with, um, uh, like the chamber of commerce building, um, uh, that as you may know, was an originally built as a bank building way back in the 1800s. And in the 1950s, my dad, uh, remodeled it into its present appearance. Um, and, uh, then in, the, in the two thousands, I got the opportunity to remodel it further. And, uh, we found, uh, the shuss and rattle name on lots of beams and, and things inside as we were tearing things out. And so it was, it was fun to be, uh, uh involved in that. Um, uh, just up and down the street, we did a bunch of work on the the city hall. Um, um, I've worked on on uh, the Irway buildings tremendously on the the front and on the on the Glory B building and on the apartment. Um, I've done tons of work on the courthouse uh, for remodeling the courtrooms to the health department to to individual offices uh, just been involved in a lot of those things um, um, you know most of the other remodels oh we you know the Edward Jones office we did a pretty major remodel there but most of the rest of them were just hang a door or, or fix the roof or stabilize the foundation or, or remodel a bathroom. Um, uh, so, so I've seen ins and outs of, of pretty much all of the buildings. Yeah. So specifically with, with roofs, that seems to be the, the, the hot topic in regards to construction in some of these downtown buildings is that there's literal holes in them and they've been there for so long that it eventually gets inside and, and next thing you know, we're turning down buildings. So my question, and I know that it can range from, from, uh, uh, you know, very small amounts or maybe not very small amounts, but smaller amounts to very large amounts in regards to replacing or, or fixing some of these roofs. What, what is a ballpark figure for, for a uh, roofing situation. I know that those specific flat roofs can be pricier than others, but mm-hmm. what are, what are some of the challenges that come with these types of roofs? Well, you know, if they're maintained, the, the cost can be kept down. And, and when they're not maintained and they let go too far, then you have a major replacement. And growing up, I can't tell you how many times my dad would 
having me go up and smear tar on cracks and and uh, you know that would uh, that would deteriorate and the next year we were doing it all over again but it was a maintenance thing it was you know they were they were kept up and um, and the costs were low because you weren't doing major repairs but um um, somewhere along the line, we quit doing the maintenance and we just waited as long as we could till they were leaking badly. And then, then it was twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 for a new roof, depending on the size. And, uh, that's kind of where they are now. Some of the bigger buildings are higher than that. And they're, they're putting on roofs that should last a while. And, and, you know, they'll tell you, 20 years, but, um, a, a flat roof, especially if it has any standing water is, is not going to last that long. And so, so it's a, it's a big expense to look at now. And, and, uh, I, I can see that's a stumbling block for a lot of prospective buyers is these flat roofs or nearly flat roofs. You're telling me that these 30 year shingles aren't lasting 30 years in Oregon? <laughs> yeah, that we know. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all too well. That's yeah. right. Hail and ice and yeah. things like that do a, do a number on them. Yeah. So, so would you say that's one of the biggest setbacks in, in deciding to, <clears throat> if, if a young person wanted to move back and start a business and they wanted to be downtown, yeah. um, it, What's what's the biggest things you need to look out for? Is it the roof itself, or is it electrical? I mean, what what's what are the heavy hitters? Well, obviously, the roof is probably first and foremost. Um, you want to make sure that the the foundation is stable. You want to make sure that the the walls are are uh, stable and and uh, you know don't have water damage, don't have mold. Um, uh, electrical obviously is a big concern. Uh, uh, many of the buildings have been upgraded though. And so, um, I don't think you'll find many that are, are substandard that, that I saw 30, 40 years ago. Um, the, the city has really, uh, helped push for that for safety reasons, for fire reasons. And so, so, um, for the most part, electrical is, is not bad. I mean, upgrades are nice when you go to more, efficient lighting and and things like that uh, you know that that uh, that's a good way to go but not a necessity always yeah so what what would be are there any advantages of restoring an old building versus just building new well obviously we all have sentimental attachment to the old buildings and and we don't want to see just a uh, a pole shed erected downtown we want we love the character of the old buildings and and you have to fall in love with that to be willing to 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 Invest. dive into investing that yes yeah well, that's a good segue. I couldn't have picked a better segue because <laughs> that's you, you let us right into some memories, uh, Jim. Because you're you're absolutely right. It kind of takes a little bit of a crazy person to, <laughs> to uh, choose to to one move back to Larned, start a fam. Well, maybe not crazy in that regard, but um, you know, start start a business, and it's it's not a it's not an easy task, and and put money into these buildings. So, um, why do we do it? It's because of all the memories and the and the architecture and uh, the history involved. So, um, being in and out of all of these buildings throughout the years, what what has caught your eye? What's what's one of your favorite buildings? Oh, the the Masonic 
building uh, the, that uh, Simmons and Simmons formerly had uh, that you talked about previously. I remember being on the third floor of that, putting some windows in and uh, working on their roof. And I was just amazed at the, the woodwork and uh, the tall ceilings on the third floor. And um, that building is, is always uh, just struck me as, as really a lot of potential. Yeah. Well, even just as far as square footage goes, I think it's probably, it's got to be one of the Large. larger buildings we have. Yes. And so the Simmons, Simmons, it's gray now, but it's, what street would that be? Sixth uh, Street? Yes. Sixth Street, corner. Um, Sixth and Broadway. It's a tall building. Yes. It's, it's yes. a very tall building. Um, well, that's because I, you're right. We talked to William about that in our one of our first episodes, and he says that um, it's not too far too far off from, from, uh, you know, being, being upgraded and usable as far as res- residential goes. Cause those are those upstairs, uh, levels, ones wide open, but then, uh, the other ones are maybe divided up into office spaces. Is that yeah. Right? The second floor I think is divided up into offices and they could be made into living spaces. I think easier. The, yeah. the third floor, the Masonic temple is, is pretty much a big room and, uh, it would take, you know, a little more, but, uh, you know, it'd be a great penthouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, very good. That, that was one of my questions is in regards to residential spaces downtown. That's been a hot topic I've, I've come across in this, this podcast and talking with city officials, um, is the opportunity that comes with that of killing two birds, with one stone of cleaning up downtown and also providing some much needed housing in Larned. Um, it sounds like it probably just depends on the building itself, on how far or close we are to to uh, putting in residential units. Is that would the Masonic Lodge be probably the closest one, or or do you have others in mind that? No, I think it probably would be um, uh, the the. Haynes's building the furniture store is has uh, got some potential. Um, I've been in all of those areas putting windows in, and yeah. um, um, you know they haven't been lived in for so long that you're going to have to start from scratch. You're going to have to replumb, rewire, install heating and cooling systems. The obstacle of the of the steps, you know, the access and and many people that's not an obstacle, but but uh, we've become spoiled and we like to be on the ground level if we can. So, uh, um, you know, the 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 Simmons and Simmons building, the Masonic building, has an elevator if it's not overused, as William said. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. But like like you mentioned at the at the beginning of the podcast, money if money's not an object, it's it's certainly feasible, but, yeah. um, that's, that's encouraging because <clears throat> just the possibilities of, of, uh, res- residential, not only, not only fixes up the buildings, but it also gets a customer base downtown, mm-hmm. right? Of, Absolutely. Of, yeah. You're living there. Um, you better believe I'm going to, I'm going to walk by, uh, my favorite furnishings or, yeah. or country seasons and, and see something in the window and, and go buy it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, Jim. So, how about some? How about some memories? What's your? What is your? Let's just start off with the top one. What is your favorite memory of downtown? Well, growing up, you know, we always went to the the parades, the Christmas parade, and the the Veterans Day parade, and and uh, 
you know, the Moonlight Madness celebrations were always fun memories, and they used to have carnivals downtown, and and uh, uh, I just have many good memories of doing that. And of course, this was back in the the sixties, nineteen sixties, when when parents would pretty much turn their kids loose, and and I'd get on my high rise banana seat bicycle, and we'd pedal all over town, and and there was you know the Duckwall store where the city. A hall is now, uh, you know, they had five cent candy. And so, you know, we'd just go fill our pockets and, and, uh, and, uh, get out of there for a dollar and, and, uh, just, just a lot of good memories, uh, growing up doing those kinds of things. Uh, um, and I realized that, you know, those things maybe can't be done the same as they, they were when we were growing up, but, uh, uh, we just, we've, we felt safe and secure and, and, uh, our parents felt, you know, we were okay. And, and there's still some, uh, some of that feeling. I mean, uh, um, we're definitely safer here than a lot of other places. And so, so that's, that's an advantage Lorna still has. Right. Yeah. And that's come across, um, <clears throat> on this podcast before of, you know, when, whenever we've been in the same, uh, town for a while, of course, you notice that the small things have changed and even the big things have changed. Right. Um, so, you know, compared to, compared to back in the day when, when kids or parents felt more comfortable, probably just setting their kids loose, that's still happening today in Larned. And I, I still say the majority of people would certainly, you know, not have a problem doing that. Mm-hmm. It's just a slight shift, um, culturally on a, on a bigger level, um, that we notice, but people from the outside, that's why they're moving to learn it. When people move here, they aren't necessarily looking at, at postcards of the 1930s or the 1950s, 1960s of what Larned once was. They're appreciating Larned for what it is right now. Mm-hmm. And that is so interesting because, uh, like we mentioned, we can we can easily get caught up in, in what it once was um, and honestly get discouraged mm-hmm. in comparison. Mm-hmm. But what is encouraging is just the potential that these outsiders see mm-hmm. of the safety of uh, the uniqueness of the charm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think we, Jim and I were talking about that uh, before recording. There's a fine line, isn't there? As far as um, wanting better for your town, but also being negative. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, I think that being negative doesn't get you anywhere. Um, but also you can be on the opposite end of, of, being naive, mm-hmm. <laughs> naive and, and not, not pushing forward to, for, for progress. So, um, but now you, you mentioned quite a few memories there. I guess my shoot, I, I, uh, let's see what would be my memory. Well, recent memory. So you talked about, about parades. Uh, we had a heck of a parade, uh, this past weekend, yeah. Christmas parade. Yeah. Were you able to, to no, I was out of town and I yeah. missed it. I watched it on Facebook. Yeah. Well, I, in comparison, I hadn't really, as a kid, I didn't go to the parades. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, we, we lived out of town and my parents, once we were home, we were home, they're, they're home bodies. <laughs> so, um, but I state farm was able to be in the parade and, I was impressed with last year's parade, and I think there was there is a lot more people this year. So, That's great. That's uh, great. We had to watch out for people with our car not hitting them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. Me. People come out. That's really good. Yeah. Well, um, closing in here, uh, talking about the future. So, talked about uh, 
lot, lot of history on this episode and, and what you've been able to, to do construction wise and, and talk about some memories, but um, let's, let's move on to spitballers all about the future. And Jim, what, what are some of your thoughts? Where, where do you think that Larned could head um, just to, to better position ourselves moving forward? Well, I, I think as you've been saying, we need to take stock of what we do have and uh, not be totally satisfied with what we have, but um, uh, just, just try to keep adding to it. You know, when, when we uh, take stock in the fact that we have a, a great downtown hardware store, we have uh, um, uh, fantastic banks, we have uh, inner community, we have excellent schools, we have great hospital, um, um, you know, we have shopping available to us. It may not be everything we want, but, um, um, you know, if, if we can just encourage people to, to keep trying, to keep working together, um, uh, I, I see that, that, uh, uh, over my lifetime, I've seen, uh, businesses be against each other, be competitive and try to run each other down. But I don't see that now. I see us standing together and realizing that maybe some of our way of life is threatened and we need to hold on to that. And we need to support those people who may be also providing the same services we are, but we need to support them and, and keep them uh, going forward in our town. Yeah, certainly. You know, I was, I was thinking the other day, and I get, I don't know how much credit I, I deserve, but I get a lot of, a lot of credit for moving back to Larned and as a young person. And I hear it all the time of how, how grateful everybody is for me to move back. And, and, you know, I appreciate people saying that, but I, I sort of thinking and I go, that, that shouldn't be the exception. You know, I, I, I think young people moving back and starting businesses should be, should, should be looking forward to our reality because yes. that's, that's the only way that it's, we're going to progress. You that's know, right. if, if I'm, if I'm the per exception, uh, of, of, Oh, how, how awesome is it that a young guy moved back and started a business? Well, we're in some trouble. Yes, that's <laughs> if, absolutely right. If, yes. If that's the case. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, you know, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to, I, I love it when people reach out and, and it, you know, it, it is a, it is a big decision moving back to Larned. Mm -hmm. you, you give up a lot of things, but you also gain a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, that was just on my heart of, We've got to, that, that can't be, if that truly is an exception and we, we get one of those every, every 10 years or so, we're going to be in, in trouble. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. There are opportunities and, yeah. and, uh, you know, you're, you're willing to work hard and, and make things work for, for your business. And, and so we can find people like that, that are willing to come back and, yeah. and invest their time. Yeah. Um, and, and thinking about your your situation, moving back, you move back to a, a family and a, and a business, right? Yes. Um, sim similar to me. Yes, you exactly. Back to a family and a business. And, yeah. And of course, you know, um, well, unfortunately, some people don't have family to move back to. Um, people see their kids out and, and retire elsewhere, which mm -hmm. is, which is one thing, but um, also just on the, on the memory side, you're also moving back to memories. And, and I think that that's something that we can, um, incorporate more so is, is 
cultivating memories of learning for, for our kids of, mm-hmm. of these community events. And, and uh, I think we're doing a good job of that, but just finding more and more ways to get kids involved with the community. So they have that tangible, that tangible item to lean back on and, and treasure. Yes. Yes. We're doing a great job of that. And, and the chamber's doing a great job. Alex is doing a fantastic job of creating those events. And, and, uh, I, I just, I don't know how that's working in other communities, but it's gotta be working well here. Yeah. I just see all the positive things and, and love the, the, the situations that, that where we get together as communities, whether it be, you know, braids, moonlight madness, or just a simple coffee hour or, uh, or, uh, get together at a, at a sporting event. Uh, it, it's just, uh, it's just small town living at its best. Yeah. Yeah. It takes me back to, uh, learned baseball. I'm pulling up the yearbooks here, but <laughs> you know, some, sometimes we'd, we'd get whooped up on and sometimes we'd whoop up on others, but, uh, it's just having that, that sense of pride. And if we can instill that sense of pride of, Hey, you know what, we're going to, uh, a good pride. I, I think yeah. there's, there's also a bad pride, but, yeah. um, you know, a good, a good sense of, of, uh, of, well, I guess pride would be the word just in, in the community. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right, Jim. Well, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Uh, I, I just want to thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy guy, um, but it's. I know this episode is going to be a hit just because of um, people. People value what you have to say, and and it's uh, all encouraging. It's all encouraging. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's it. Tune in next week for the next episode. God bless. We want to thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Downtown Learner Podcast. We hope that this episode has both blessed and encouraged you. If you haven't yet, go like our Facebook page and leave a comment with your biggest thoughts and takeaways from this week's episode. Have a great rest of your week. God bless.